Praise God. Man. Wow, what an awesome presence of the Lord. Well, church, I can't, I, I, I can't make any excuses. Uh, so get your Bibles out and go to Psalms 91. I, I, I just, I, I, I pray everybody was, was blessed on Sunday, but I got to go back to Psalms 91. I, it's too much. There's too much here to just let lie with just that service. And I know Sunday I lost my bet. I didn't make it uh, 20 minutes. I don't know what to say. It was close, but it didn't quite get there. <laughs> so Psalms 91.1 is where I want to start tonight. Good place, right? He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, let me, let me just say a few things here. Dwelling in the secret place is not giving your heart to Jesus once and never talking to him again. You may have really repented. You really may have really meant it. And you may really be headed for heaven. But that is not what God wants for your life. He's got more than that. He wants to speak to you, dwell with you, uh, 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 you know, show you things, uh, open the world to you on your journey of life. <clears throat> the word dwell out of the Hebrew, it means to dwell, to remain, to sit, to abide, okay? It means to sit down, to be set, to remain, to stay, to have one's abode. And it also means to be inhabited. So obviously you look at the word dwell when it says he who dwells, right, in the secret place. It's not a place you just visit, right? So literally coming into the church tonight, and this may be your church. You may say, "I oh, Living Waters Church. That's my church. That's where I go to church. I got a, I got a chair. I sit in that certain chair, right? That's it. It's all cushioned out just for my body, all right? But that's not where you abide, where you remain, where you dwell, where you inhabit. That place is your house, right? That's where you're at all the time. That's where you eat breakfast and and, and you go to sleep and 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 you, you see what I'm saying? That is what a dwelling. That's what God was saying to he who dwells in the secret place. It means it's a place that you have with God that that it's yours. You're there. It's your dwelling. It's it's you, you it's not like you're invited to it. It's yours. Are y'all following what I'm saying? I, I I think I told you about this, but there was a person coming out to the house to do some work and uh and, and they came out, and they didn't know me, and, and, and uh, didn't know, had never been in my house before, and they walked out on the property, and they were uh, standing there by the porch, and they were talking about, and they're get, doing their work and getting ready, and, they, and he says, you, do you live here all the time? And I said, yeah, this, this is my house. And he just stopped for me, and he says, man, it's really peaceful here. And I said, well, it's not, it's not just peaceful, it's, it's because this is, this, is where, this is my sanctuary. This is where I live with Jesus. And he looked at me and says, I thought that. And he was a Christian. 
My point was, is this man could tangibly tell there was something at my house different than at somebody else's house. All right. Why? Because that's my place, my dwelling place with him. That's my my if you'll let me say it like this. That's my secret place that I can go out on my porch with my God and I can worship him and I can hear his voice. Now, you know, I got to admit, sometimes there's distractions. Huh? I mean, how many of y'all have wanted to go out and just have a relaxing evening and sit down, but, you know, there's something irritating you. The flies are out or mosquitoes or there's bees or there's, you know, something. Yeah. Right? So your secret place is a place that you have that it's not, a, it's not necessarily a permanent structure because it goes with you. But it's a place on the inside of you that you dwell with God that Really, it's the presence of God is at my house because I'm at my house. You follow me? Okay. So go to Psalms 92, verse 13. Psalms 92, 13. It says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall, they shall still bear fruit in their old age. And they shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Okay, the word planted there is akin to the word dwell because it means literally to plant or transplant. It means to take root. All right. You don't you don't transplant or plant, you know, a a, a a vegetable or a tree or whatever, and don't expect it to have roots, right? It's sunk into the ground. How many of us have seen when a windstorm comes by and a tree that just got all its roots just grown on the surface, you know, wind topples it and they all pop up. It's had no depth, right? Well, this word plant says those who are planted in the house of the Lord, they're going to flourish. So in other words, you've taken root in, in God. You're dwelling there in God. It's not just a one-time thing. It's not just haphazardly. It's not just, you know, uh, on Sundays or on Wednesdays or, you know, just when, when, you know, you, you think about it. No, no, no. It's your whole being. It's your whole root system. It's your whole, it's everything in your life. And I think a lot of people don't get this because what it, what Jesus is to them is their, uh, magician or their idol that they just go to and worship to try to get something. Hello? So it's not the dwelling place. It's not the place that, you, that they're living and that they're rooted, that they're planted in. Now let me take you to another one. Go to the Gospel of John, chapter 15. John 15, 1. He says, I'm the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him bears much fruit. Now, didn't it just say that if you're planted in the house of the Lord, you're going to flourish and bear much fruit? 
And now Jesus is using the same illustration right here, saying, I'm the vine, you're the branches. And if you, if you stay in the vine, you're going to bear much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. There's, there's two scriptures I love to pray together. First one here is John 15, 5, because I, I like to say, Lord, I can't do anything without you. But Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. So in other words, you're not going to get it done on your own, but you better quit and give up in works and get over here and do it in, in, with the Lord because then you're in the vine and then you can bear fruit, right? If anyone does not abide in me, he's cast out as a branch is, and is withered and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you. You shall ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. The word abide, okay, in the Greek, it means to remain. So do you see how dwelling place, planted, and abide, they're all, they're all have the same connotation to this word. They're all saying the same thing. What's funny about it, to re, it means to remain, to abide. It also in, in, it can mean in reference to a place, like this is where I abide. This is where I dwell. This is where I'm planted. Uh, it means to tarry, not to depart, to continue to be present, <laughs> to continue to be present. That's where you abide, is the place where you continue to be present. Are you abiding in the, 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 the courts of the Lord so that when you walk in there, there you are. They already know. Well, that's just, you know, he's always abiding here. He's always present. To be held, to be kept, and it means continually. That's what the word abide means. So you see from everything Jesus is saying, everything the Lord is saying, there's no way, listen, that you can have some haphazard relationship with Jesus and the word and God and worship and church and everything that's in, in the word. There's no way you can have some haphazard relationship with it and think that you could fall into the category of dwelling and abiding. Are y'all with me? I mean, there's no way. There's, there's no way you can do it. How can a branch live on its own? It can't unless it's stuck into the root. Right? There's no way. A branch is not going to live on its own. Now, think about this. The reason why the branch dies is because it's separated from the vine and the, the juice is flowing in the vine. Right? The juice is flowing in the vine and then it, you know, goes off to the branch. Take the branch off, juice stops. Branch is going to die. It amazes me how many people think they can do it on their own, right? Yeah. It amazes me how many people think that as a Christian, you know, they're just going to go and do what they want to do and everything's going to be okay. Ask God to bless it. What they're doing is removing themselves from the vine. And when you remove yourself from the vine, there's no way. You're not going to get, there's no juice flowing. Okay? Yeah, here we go. But think about this for a minute. Let me, let me go back up here and read this. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Okay, so wait a minute. If you're in the vine, in the dwelling place, 
in the planting in the house of the Lord. And the juice is flowing down the vine. My arm representing the vine. It's flowing down the vine and you're the branch stuck in here. I'm telling you the juice that's flowing in here that makes the branch live is the word. That's what he says. If my word abides in you. Huh. So then why? Why wouldn't it be the most natural thing for a Christian to get hold of the word of God, get the word of God coming out and say, well, today I'm blessed. Why are, you, why are you blessed? Well, the word says I'm blessed and I'm blessed in the city and I'm blessed in the field. And I'm blessed when I come and I'm blessed when I go. So I guess I'm blessed. Why would it be the most natural thing for a Christian to have the word coming out of them and just spewing out of them, like shaking up a coat and letting it go? It ought to be the most natural thing if you're locked in and hooked into the vine. Because what's flowing through the vine is the word. So then isn't it interesting that Mark chapter 4 says the devil comes to immediately steal the word. Because he knows if the branch gets broken off, it's going to die. So what he's after is the word. Why? Because that's what's flowing up through the root, up through the vine, going through and coming out. And the moment you separate yourself from the word, you separate yourself from the vine, you separate yourself from what God's flow really truly is of the juice going through the vine, and you're going to wither and die. Now, this winter, you know, with it so severe and all, we had a tree. I don't even know what kind of tree it is. Some kind of tree. It's not, it was a planted tree. Okay, so I don't even remember what kind it was. Some kind of tree. And uh, man, things have been growing and doing good. And then I never even thought about it freezing. You know, it didn't dawn on me to ever think about freezing. And then uh, one day it sits right outside. We actually planted to try to block the sun coming in an area. And then one day I looked out there and I was like, that tree don't look too good. You know, and I went out there and it just had little sprouts coming out around it. So I went out there and, you know, I started touching it and just touched the limb, just breaks off, you know. And I was like, oh, no, did it? And then at first I thought, man, somebody, what, what killed the tree? I didn't even think about it freezing. And then I, now it's been going and going, and we've been trying to take a little care of it, better care of it, and it's growing. It's got, you know, it's doing some bit, but it's still got dead stuff in it, those branches, because the freeze got it. But they came back, and it will survive, and it will come back simply because the branches did stay connected to the tree. And the tree trunk, the tree, whatever you call it, trunk, I guess, didn't freeze. Those little branches, the little limbs out there, they did, but that didn't. And it's got life back and it's coming back. And so sometimes in life we get hit with some things. We get hit with some hard, ugly things that happen in this world. Okay? But if you stay connected and keep the word flowing, the juice will come through and repair what needs to be repaired. It's only when the branch falls off, cuts itself off, whatever, that then there's going to be no life in it because if it falls through the ground, it's disconnected from the tree and there ain't going to be any, any way it can bear fruit. Now, the last thing I want to show you here is look at the very last of, of 16. I mean, of, of John 15. He says, by this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. Do you know that it brings God glory? It brings God pleasure. It brings God to when, when you produce fruit. When, when something happens and, 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 and in your life and you're connected and you get in the flow and you're in the dwelling and all of a sudden, man, you're happy. All of a sudden, you're doing good. All of a sudden, you're blessing. All of a sudden, things are going on. Well, you know what happens then? 
you start to produce fruit. And bearing fruit makes God happy, brings him glory. The only reason why you want to bear fruit is not so you can say, look at me, look how good I am. No, you want to bear fruit so that God gets the glory. Amen? That's what it's all about. God then can use that fruit, can use you, can bless you, can do whatever through you to bless somebody else because then you're bringing him glory. Amen? So I want you to know tonight, God wants you to bear fruit. And I want you to know if you stay hooked up to the vine, you will find the, the, the flow of the word of God into your life. And then if you stay connected and stay planted and stay dwelling and stay abiding, God will bless you because you're in the right place. You're connected to the whole tree. You're planted in the house of God and you're going to flourish and do good. Amen. So don't separate yourself. Don't let the devil steal the word in your life. Don't let the devil come in and, 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 and steal from you. But be a person who is blessed because you stayed planted in the house of God. Amen. Amen. Well, let's. Let's uh, stand up if you would. And I want to pray for you. Listen to me, everybody out there, if you're listening or watching, and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you don't know him. You've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. I want you to know he loves you. He gave his life for you on the cross. He paid a price for you so that you could come to have a relationship with your heavenly Father and be forgiven of your sins. But the Bible says you've got to ask him to come into your life. The Bible says you need to repent of your errors and your ways or trying to do it your way, trying to do it by works. You need to look to Jesus to be the author and the finisher of your faith. The Bible says that if you would confess with your mouth and believe in your heart in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that he'd come to you and he'd come into your life because he hears your prayers and he hears where you are. So right there, wherever you are, if you're hearing the sound of my voice, just call out to Jesus, ask him to come into your life by faith, receive it, and just let him touch you right where you are, because he will, if you really mean it. So I want to pray for you. I want to pray for everybody in here. But Father, I just pray right now in Jesus' name for those that may not know you, Lord, that right now as they call out upon you, they just call out and say, Jesus, come into my heart, come into my life. I want you to be the Lord and Savior of my life. And Lord, as they do, I declare that you're going to touch them and get them connected into the vine, and there's going to be a breath of life come in them. Lord, I declare that everyone else hearing this voice that already knows Jesus, they already know that you have have forgiven them and they're right with you. Well, Lord, I just pray that right now they'd be planted in you, that they would find that dwelling place in you, They would abide in you. And Lord, not try to do it by their own strength or their own power, but turn to you, Lord, and let them let and and, and let you come into their life and lead them. Lord, I just declare right now, we want to be hooked up to the word. I declare the word's going to flow through us. The juice of the word's coming through us, and we're going to bear fruit. We're going to bear fruit so that it brings glory unto you. Lord, because that's our goal. That's our desire in life is to bring you glory. And so, Father, I ask you just to bless them tonight. Bless their tithes, bless their offerings, everything going on in their lives. Lord, I just thank you for putting your hand upon it and blessing them. And, Lord, we give you all the praise for it and all the thanks, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless you, church.